This is Scott, and it's time for a bonus episode. You've heard me talking about the raw audio episodes, and today you'll hear a full extra raw audio episode for yourself. Here's the deal. If you like the What Was That Like podcast, you're welcome to support the show. And like a lot of podcasters, I do that through Patreon. All the details are at whatwasthatlike.com support. There are several different levels of support, so you can do whatever you're comfortable with. But if you sign up for $5 a month, you get access to all of the raw audio episodes. At the moment, there are 27 of those. And Raw Audio 28 will be released later this month. What you'll hear in these episodes are actual 911 calls. There are no scripts. There are no actors or reenactments. This is real life. The actual phone calls made right then when the emergency was happening. And I'll also tell you the story that goes with it. Who was involved, what happened, and how it turned out. Most raw audio episodes cover three different stories. So today, in this extra bonus episode, you'll hear three of those calls. If you decide you want to sign up and binge the other 27 episodes, you can do that at whatwasthatlike.com support. So let's get on with today's show. Real people in unreal situations. There is a man standing in front of me in my bedroom. My friend has been shot. I'm in the literally inside the river and I'm inside my car. He had told me multiple times that he was going to set himself on fire. If you say my name or try to look at me, I'm going to kill you. And he was just sobbing. He said, Mom, Mom, tell me you're going to be okay. And I jumped on the hood of the car and I held on. And I looked into the garage and he was hanging from the rafters. I had somebody standing on my neck. He's better to me dead. I want him dead. I'm Scott Johnson, and this is What Was That Like? Nassau County, Florida, just outside of Jacksonville. This happened just earlier this month. On U.S. Route 1, there was a Dodge Ram pickup truck driven by William Hale, and there were five people in that truck. Also involved in this was Frank Allison, who was driving a Nissan Murano SUV. The SUV had three people. Multiple witnesses saw these two vehicles speeding, driving erratically, and brake checking each other. This is a call from one of the witnesses. 911, where's your emergency? Okay. I'm trying to get up here. What, what's got, going on? Uh, you got a guy in a, uh, in a small SUV off the road. I mean, driving reckless, slamming on brakes in front of him. I can't get caught up. They're both hauling butt. But Do you have a, a tag on them? I'm trying to get close and okay. them down. And I mean, and he's literally trying to run them off the damn road. I, I have it. Did you um, want to leave your name or phone number? I, I, it don't matter, ma'am. If you need me to, I can. All right. Why do you have this in here? And I'll have a unit that's going to look out for them, okay? Yes, ma'am. They're, they're on the next road. We're passing. Uh, okay. 
They've done past it. Uh, okay. I mean, he's driving reckless, ma'am. He's literally trying to run them off of that road. Yeah. I have a unit. He's just north of church, so he should be able to catch them. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. At some point, William, who was driving the pickup truck, pulled up beside Frank, who was driving the SUV, and told him to pull over. Frank did not pull over. Instead, the passenger in Frank's car flipped William the middle finger. Following that, a water bottle was thrown from William's pickup truck into Frank's SUV. This apparently enraged Frank because that's when he pulled out his handgun, fired a single shot into the pickup truck, and sped off. William accelerated to go after him. Shortly thereafter, the family members in the back seat of the truck started freaking out because they realized that the bullet fired by Frank had struck William's five-year-old daughter in the leg. William's wife then called 911 to report that her daughter had been shot. Nassau County 911, where's your emergency? I'm going down the road. I don't know where I'm at. This guy oh, just what's going on? Trying to shot my daughter. What's going on? What's this going on? I'm going to see if I can't tell. Somebody this shot? Guy, this, this guy has shot the And he shot my daughter in the leg. We're going down the road. Where are you? I don't know. Hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can find you. Are you on? We just passed the car. We just passed the car right now. Are you still running down the road? Are you still moving? Are you still moving? Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Come on. Okay, it's okay. I have to be talking about Please, stop. Are you still moving on? Stop. still chasing Frank's SUV. You may have heard William's wife shouting, I don't care about them. My daughter has been shot. I need the ambulance. 
but William caught up with Frank anyway, and then William pulled out his handgun and fired seven to eight bullets into the Nissan. One of those bullets hit Frank's daughter, age 14, who was in the back seat, causing her to have a collapsed lung. That girl's mother then dials 911. Nassau County 911, where is your emergency? Please call me. Hello? Hello? Nassau County. Yes, ma'am, I need your address. Please help me. What is your address? I don't know. You don't know where you're at? No. Are you on? Okay, Shelby. Yes, we're, we're, there's a cop. Lay down, relax. You all right? Do you see a cop? She's been relax. shot. Yes. You can shot at. Hold on. Where at? Where are you at? And Frank and William continued to speed down U.S. Route 1, each of them with a daughter in the back seat who had been shot. Eventually, they saw a Nassau County Sheriff's Office patrol car, and they stopped. But did either of these fathers do anything to attend to their daughter's medical emergency? No. They got out of their vehicles and started fighting. The deputy broke up the fight and notified EMS about where to come. Both of the children were transported to a nearby hospital and were treated for non-life-threatening injuries. As for Frank and William, they were both arrested and each of them was charged with attempted murder in the second degree. The sheriff made a public statement recounting what happened, and he closed with these remarks. What is scarier than one crazy driver with a gun? Two crazy drivers with a gun. Thankfully, no one was killed in this incident, but it could have been very easily turned out that way because two people were acting stupid and let their tempers get the best of them. There could have been two dead kids because of two stupid grown men. Frank and William have each posted bail and are awaiting trial. Gig Harbor, Washington. Deputy Alan Myron, 49 years old, worked for the Pierce County Sheriff's Office for 11 years. By all accounts, he was good at law enforcement there was only one complaint against him during that time for not being courteous during a police call. Recently, he had been injured in a physical altercation with a suspect and had been working light duty for a while. He'd also been having some family problems, so his wife's father, Monty, and his mother-in-law, Sue, had come for a visit to see how they could help. But things went very wrong. Alan felt that his in-laws were just interfering in his marriage. One afternoon, Alan's 15-year-old daughter was taking a nap in the apartment above their garage. She was awakened by hearing two gunshots. When she got up and looked out her bedroom door, she saw her father, Deputy Alan Myron, shoot her grandmother in the chest at close range with a handgun. Alan then told his daughter to leave the apartment with him, and when they got outside, she saw her grandfather lying in the driveway. They then went back inside the main house. 
while they were inside the house, Sue, the grandmother, was able to get out of the garage apartment and make her way through the woods to a neighbor's house where she collapsed in the yard. The neighbor quickly dialed 911. 911, we're reporting. Uh, I'd like to report a uh, gunshot wound. Someone got shot where? Uh, below her chest. On okay, but where's she at? And how did this person get shot? On purpose or by accident? On purpose or by accident. Purpose. Okay, hold on the line for the fire department. And where's the shooter at? I'm sorry. Where's the shooter at? Uh, First County Fire Department. Lisa transferring the caller saying that there's a female that shot? The female, the female is shot. Her husband is shot as well. Where at? Where is your husband? She didn't know. She came out the, up the back way. I can give you the address where the shot took place. I need to know where the patients are. Uh, we need to know where your husband is. One patient is... Okay, is that a house apartment or mobile home? A uh, house. Okay, your name? Tom Stevens. Okay, how old is she? Ma'am, age? 67. Okay, and is she, is she the way she's talking to you? Is she breathing? Yes. Okay. She is um, half sitting up, supported by one arm. Okay, and where was she shot? On her left side, uh, probably a little bit upper stomach. Of, like the higher part of the stomach. What was she shot with? What were you shot with? Some kind of a handgun. And when did this happen? When did this happen? Sometime in the last half hour. Okay, in the last 30 minutes. Okay, I'm going to give you some instructions here in a minute, but right now I'm going to let the police take over. Go ahead. All right, thanks, sir. Sir? Yes? So do you know where she was when this occurred? Uh, can you say the address again? And what's the street number? Uh, yeah. You think it's Deputy Myron's house? Oh. Myron. Deputy Myron's house? Yes. Is she Deputy Myron's wife? Uh, what's your relationship with Deputy Myron? Mother-in-law. Man, who's that cooking with me? Okay, does she know who shot him? Deputy Myron. This is Deputy Myron's mother-in-law? Yes. And Deputy Myron shot her? And Deputy Myron shot you? Yes. And it's Myers or Myron? Myron or Myron? M-Y-R-O-N? M-Y-R-O-N. Okay, do we know where Deputy Myron is? I do not. Okay, does she? No, she does not know. She said that uh, she told her not to leave. And she got away? Yes. Did she leave in a car on foot? She left on foot. And who else is shot? Her husband? Her husband. Okay, and what about his wife? You know about Deputy Myron's wife. She's in federal way at the hospital where her daughter's a patient. Okay, where is where's the father-in-law at? Uh, you think that he's on the drive in the driveway? He's in the driveway of your house. Uh, of their house, of Deputy Myron's house. Okay, so is there any way that I can talk to her? Yeah, we can try. Here. Hello. Hi, this is the dispatcher at the sheriff's department. What's your name? Susan Mulcanon. M U L T A N. Okay, Susan. Did um Deputy Myron shoot you and your husband? Yes. Okay, where did he go? Well, he was downstairs on the driveway arguing with his daughter. Is he still at the house? What? Is he still at the house? I don't know because I crawled through the woods and got away from there. I came over here. This is two houses down. Okay, and who else was in the house with him? 
Well, I was the only, I was up in the apartment above the garage, and he and my husband were down in the driveway. Okay, what name does he go by? Does he go by Alan? Alan, yeah. Okay. What kind of gun did he shoot you with? Some kind of a handgun. Do you know if there's anyone else beside your husband and Myron there? Our granddaughter was there with me. What's her name? Kristen. Kristen? Is that Alan's daughter? Yes. And she was in the house when you left? She was up in the apartment with me, and then he took her outside. So they were down in the driveway. Okay, so um, Alan and Kristen were in the driveway when you, you the last time you saw them? Yes. Do you think that they were leaving? I don't know. I really don't know. What kind of car does he drive? Oh, I don't know. He has a police car and he has a kind of an older sedan. What color is the older sedan? Kind of a gray. Oh, and it's a four-door? I think so. Okay, where were you shot at? Lower, uh, like in the lower steps area. Well, you sound like you're doing pretty good. Do you know where your husband was shot at? I don't know, but Ellen told me he was dead. So I just Ellen told you that he was dead. Okay. So, Ellen and your husband got in a confrontation in the driveway. He shot your husband in the driveway. Then he came up to the apartment and shot you. Yes. And then he took his daughter and went back outside. They were out in the driveway arguing. She was crying, and I'm not sure where they are now. Okay, but the wife is is not there. The wife is in Seattle, right? She's at Federal Way. In Federal Way. Okay, we I think we have her on the phone already. You're doing a great job. Oh, you got her on the phone? Okay. Yeah, we have her on the phone, and I'm going to keep you on the phone. Okay, now, are there any other cars that you can remember that are parked there? Well, our own little car was there. It's a maroon car. Okay, where were the keys to that? Probably my husband's pocket. And what kind of car that. is it? Oh, like Illumina. And is it in the driveway? No, it was. I don't know if anybody left with it. Now, Ellen took my purse, which had all of my keys in for the car, so I don't know where all that went. Okay, Ellen took your purse when he, after he shot you? Yes. Oh. Now, how, how bad is your wound? Are you in a lot of pain? You Well, it's starting to kind of thing there. I mean, the whole body hurts at first, and then, you know, I was having a lot of trouble breathing when I was trying to walk or crawl. I kept falling. All right. And on the floor, and, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of stinging there. Mostly my back hurts, so I don't know if the wound, I don't know. I don't know if it's affected my lungs or what. Okay. It sounds like we're going to have someone over there with you in just a minute, and as soon as they can secure that house, we're going to get medical aid in there for you, okay? Thank you. What was going on today that set Alan off like this? Well, they've had a very sticky situation. They've had been a kind of an abusive person for a while, but they've had a bottle with an eating disorder with depression, and she tried to kill herself and was put into the hospital on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the children are somewhat estranged from their father, and she didn't want a father to see her. And then she was moved to another hospital and away last night. Other and her boyfriend, I don't know what they're allowed to do there. And she's angry. And All right. So she was, was um, planning even to 
Is he a drinker? Had he been drinking or anything today? Or don't know. As far as I know, he has been, but I don't know. You're not sure. Okay. Hello. Hi, we're having a hard time finding your house. Um, what what does your house look like? There's cops here. There's cops there. Yes. Okay, can I talk to one of them? Gentlemen in the yes, we we're good. Uh, I'm on the phone with dispatch nine one one. She's I can take you right to her. Nine nine two two fifty eight three. Uh, no idea about any of these locations except for her. We came inside and turned off the lights and locked doors because she thought. He might be around. You guys are totally fine. No, sir. Or no, ma'am. Yeah. I've been, I was here the whole time. Hello? Okay. I just, I need to know if they're ready for the fire department to come in. The fire department? I yeah, they're coming in. The fire department is coming in right now? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. Bye-bye. Fire's on the line. Thanks. Okay, bye. I was just going to tell you. Before police arrived, a friend who had been staying at the house arrived back home not knowing what was going on. Alan kept them in the house for a period of time while police surrounded it. Eventually, he was persuaded to let his daughter and the friend leave the house, which left him barricaded inside alone. Deputies negotiated for a few hours with him, and he talked about a lot of different things, including his unhappiness with his employer, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. But the main thing he talked about was how his marriage was falling apart and how his in-laws had been negatively influencing his wife against him. Around 10 p.m., deputies near the house heard a muffled gunshot. The Tacoma Police SWAT team went in and found his body, along with several weapons nearby. Monty, the father-in-law, was dead at the scene. Sue was airlifted from the neighbor's property to Seattle's Harborview Medical Center. In spite of sounding alert on the 911 call, she too later died from her injuries. Something I've been recently making a deliberate effort with is to read more. There are lots of books I want to read, and I try to read every day, even if it's just a few pages. That little bit each day adds up, and it can make a big difference. It's like taking care of your gut. Even though it's not big, it supports the health of your whole body. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits not just your gut and your heart, which aren't outwardly visible, but your skin too, which you can see. Every morning it's the same thing. Two capsules of Seed DSO-1. And sometimes I wonder, is it normal to feel this great? It helps support digestive health with optimal gut bacteria levels, and thankfully, that's all backed up by science, and all the supporting data is on their website. If you're trying to avoid sugar, soy, peanuts, or gluten, you're good to go. And I was reading the literature, and I thought, you had me at vegan, because it's that too. And if you have kids, DSO-1 is the first multi-strain symbiotic shown to be tolerable and health-promoting in a cohort of children aged 3 to 17. And you can use this promo code to give it a try. Trust your gut with Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash what and use code 25what to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash what code 25what.
I don't know how many other people do this, but I like to plan my weekly meals. Maybe I'm just weird, but I like quick and easy. That's just one of the benefits you can get with Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. One of the dishes I recently had was the Green Goddess Falafel Bowl. Oh, I loved it. The falafel was seasoned perfectly, and I love how crispy it is on the outside, but really moist on the inside. It's a signature dish of Enat Admoni. She's known around the world as a chef. You've probably seen her on TV. And her dishes are made right here in Florida, so I'm supporting local business, and I love that. And the convenience of Cook Unity is crazy. I mean, I've got podcast episodes to produce. I don't have time for cooking. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when it's time to eat, I pick a meal based on my mood for that day. I heat it for a few minutes and enjoy. The menus are updated every week, so there's always something new to try. You can choose from over 350 meals based on your dietary needs or taste preferences, or go wild and have Cook Unity pick for you, because every meal is just amazing. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef-level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com what, or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com slash what. Pendleton, South Carolina. Kiara Sullivan lived in the Englewood Square apartments on Cherry Street in Pendleton with her two young daughters. One was three years old and the youngest was one-year-old Leona Wright. Also living in the apartment was Kiara's boyfriend, Travis Jones. On a Friday night, Travis was left at home to watch the children while Kiara went out to her sister's bachelorette party. She got back home early Saturday morning and was going to check on the children, but Travis said she didn't need to because he had already taken care of them. According to police, the couple woke up later that morning and they noticed the front door open. They also discovered that one-year-old Leona was missing. That resulted in a lot of panic and chaos, and some of the other apartment residents came over to see what was going on. It was one of those neighbors who called 911. Anderson County 911, what's the location of your emergency? Um, what's the apartment number? Um. <laughs> Building A. Somebody done got a baby. The baby is a baby is missing out here. No. Who who's who's the baby? Who's the child's parent? Let me speak with them. Oh, uh, hold on. Hello. What is your name? Ashley Leslie. Patterson. Ashley Patterson? Yes. I'm on the phone with the police. Hello? So nobody knows about how long the child's been gone? No, because she was asleep. 
So somebody took the child? Yes. Do we know who took the child? Nobody knows who took the child. Is she, how, is, how old is the child? How, excuse me? How old is the child? How old is your baby here? One. But she can't walk. Stay on the phone. Do not hang up with me, okay? Who's the child's mother? Oh, Tierra Sullivan. It don't make no sense. That's what I said. So somebody came into the house and took the child. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I don't know. All okay, that's the why I'm asking. I They're coming. I've already got them in route to you, but I need to find out as much information from you as I can, okay? This, this Marissa, this somebody else, man. What, what do you need? I need to know if somebody walked in the, to the house where the child was asleep and took the child. Was the child awake? What was going on? The parents are really not saying nothing. They just crying and hollering. I don't know. We just stay out here. She came out hollering saying her baby is gone. She has an older, like a a daughter that's, I don't know exactly how old she is, but she looked like she's maybe three. And she was up. So I don't know exactly what happened. I'm just trying to, they hollering and crying. So we don't, I asked her to call her baby dad to see if he, you know, picked the child up. But the older little girl here. And she keeps saying if the, you know, if he got the baby, he would have got the older one. So it was just kind of confusing. Like, I don't know. It don't make sense. Well, you've given me more information than the other female did. Um, so what apartment did they live in? How, how, what apartment does the mother live in? Hold on, let me check. Kiara, what apartment you stay in? A what? A as an apple. Ten. Perfect. Okay, and the she has another is, child? Yeah, she like she's about three. She's trying to say something, but they are taking it out on her because the baby's gone. So it's like she's nervous. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, just go around knocking on doors to see if somebody took her just because she's seen outside or something. Y'all check up on the beds, everything. like. But I'm saying, what if she would have slipped, got hurt? You don't know. Just, just check. That's what I'm saying. We went down these woods. So, so has anybody gone through the apartment yet? Ma'am. All right, so no one's been through the apartment altogether yet? Well, they said they've been checking the apartment. I just told them to check places that you wouldn't even think about checking. They don't know if she Correct. fell, got hurt, and not say nothing. Okay, do you know if the child was asleep, if the child was in the living room? Well, ma'am, I'm just going to be honest with you because uh -huh. basically they should have been up with these kids. She said she was asleep when she woke up that her baby was gone. The older one is trying. We're trying to get information out the older one. She keeps saying that she opened the door. The baby the baby cannot walk. She only can crawl. But she's telling somebody else now that when she looked outside, her little sister was by. It's a car right here in the next breezeway complex that she was right here. But somebody picked her up. So I have no idea. I mean, so somebody one saw the one-year-old in the next breezeway? This is what the little other little girl, the three or four, I don't know how old she is, but this is what she's saying. But the girl boyfriend that stays with her, he keeps yelling, saying, where my baby? And it's making the baby nervous. So I don't know who should talk to her because it's like she, her nerves is probably tore up. They out here screaming and it's not the baby fault. I mean, y'all are I too parents. I know you don't like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to make it make sense because it's not making sense to me. I gotcha. I mean, the police just arrived, but I, I don't know.
All right. Well, I appreciate you giving me far more information than the other person did. So I thank you for that. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. This began an intense search and a police investigation. At first, it was thought that perhaps the older sibling, a three-year-old girl, had opened the front door. But investigators determined that the girl was unable to do that. And it still leaves the fact that the baby could not have walked out on her own. The search continued, but eventually the leads started to dry up. But detectives continued to work on the case, and five years after the disappearance, an arrest was made. This is Anderson County Sheriff Chad McBride making the announcement. The Leona Wright case has been passionately pursued for over five years, four of which have been under my administration. And under our team, we have assumed responsibility for this case in January of 2017. We've had several dedicated detectives that have worked on this since June 6 of 2015. Recently, this lengthy and thorough investigation yielded sufficient evidence to support the facts of the case to a magistrate to obtain warrants. With a heightened sense of urgency, deputies and detectives were able to effect the arrest of Travis Jones on July 8, 2020, yesterday evening. He is currently at the ACDC awaiting a bond hearing. Travis Jones, Kiara's boyfriend at the time of the disappearance, was charged with homicide by child abuse. In addition, his older brother, Donnie Roderick Jones, was charged with being an accessory to the crime after Leona's death, and he was also charged with destruction or desecration of human remains. The family and everyone involved with the case were delighted with this development. However, their joy was short-lived. About 18 months later, the charges against those two suspects were dropped. A magistrate overseeing the preliminary hearing found that there was insufficient probable cause to move forward with the case. Baby Leona went missing over seven years ago, and she has not yet been found. All of the content for What Was That Like, including the exclusive raw audio episodes, is produced and hosted by me, Scott Johnson, from my office and studio here in Safety Harbor, Florida. You can contact me by email or through the website, or by regular mail at P.O. Box 5, Safety Harbor, Florida, 34695. When you support the podcast for $5 a month, you get access to all of the raw audio episodes, and you also get all the new regular episodes ad-free. Once again, you can sign up for that at whatwasthatlike.com support. Stay safe, and I'll see you here in just one week with the next regular episode. <laughs>